0: Sales prospecting doesn't have to be a pain. There's cool tech that will help you find your perfect prospects, get to know them better, and stay connected. I'm Julie Holmes and I'll tell you all about it on this episode of the Smarter Sales Show. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Smarter Sales Show where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes.
1: Welcome to the Smarter Sales Show, the weekly tech tips and technique tune-up for everyone who sells, even if they don't really want to think of themselves like salespeople. And we always put a special focus on virtual selling on this show. My name is Merit Khan. I'm the sales technique expert of the duo with some special secret sauce and emotional intelligence and all kinds of things to help you sell more and stress less. And I'm joined by my co-host, Julie Holmes, who is absolutely going to blow you away with all the latest gadgets, tech and tools and all the stuff you need to, to really stand out in a sea of sameness. Now, we are in the middle of an episode of series four pack on the topic of prospecting. And this episode is going to focus all on the cool tech that you need to make prospecting so much easier. So before you get started, you want to know that we have a whole bunch of free resources for you. If you are watching us on the Sales Experts channel, internet TV, um, you're going to want to click that button that says attachments, and that's where you'll get a link to all of the free resources every thing that Julie is going to mention, we have magically already dropped in that free resources link to you. And if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, um, we will drop that link into the uh, show notes for you and you'll have everything you need. So are you ready? let's get smarter in sales sign me up, <laughs> <Sign me> up. <laughs> yeah you know, i think this is such an important series that we're doing on prospecting because most salespeople they like the clothes they like the conversations they like all of the interaction with people and finding out what their needs are but this prospecting part is is super hard and i i know i have those moments um you know, when you just meet someone somewhere and then you have, like, no idea where you met them. Um, mm. I just, like, prospects, it's overwhelming. Like, all the places you could go to prospect, all the people that you could be talking to. But I have a hard time keeping track of people.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Not only that, yeah. like, I mean... I'm sure you well, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but I'll be honest, I experience this all the time. And that is that moment where you're at like some networking event or whatever, and somebody's like, Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you again. And you're like, Really? Really? <laughs> you're seeing me I again?
1: I got to look even remotely
0: familiar. Like, where did you come from? And then, like, I, you have to like second guess yourself and all of that. Because here's here's my big confession, Mary. And this is why tech is so important for me when it comes to sales among many reasons. Um, and that is because I am crap at follow-up. Terrible at it. Rubbish at it. Awful at it. Awful. Uh,
1: really? I would, I mean, really? oh my what gosh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like if you're anything like me where you're kind of an ideas person and and like, you know, you have a shiny object syndrome, right? Like, Like if you look up shiny object in the dictionary, there's a picture of me. <laughs>
1: No, 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 right? no that's and you,
0: you, <laughs> right next to your picture. Um, but you know, right, that I am, I am always looking straight ahead, and that means that I never look behind me unless somebody basically like yanks me backwards. So you know, there, that's a huge problem when you're selling. Like, it's great for me as an inventor. It's great for me as a you know a, a tech entrepreneur. Like, there's all kinds of times when that's a really handy skill set. Not when it comes to prospecting, because prospecting takes time. You know, you yeah. have to build relationships, you have to keep them going, you have to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a labor of love.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is kind of
0: the short version of it. So I, um, this week, because I got to, I get to showcase some cool tech this week. So this week I went through my little kit bag and I pulled out my favorite apps to share that helped me to keep a handle on all of that prospecting. I I know, right? I've broken it up into a couple of areas and it's, I've got quite a few apps to go through, but you know, we're just going to, I'm going to give you mostly some food, uh, some food for thought. Like what kinds of areas are people struggling with when it comes to prospecting? And the ones that I tend to struggle with are, you know, first is, you know, finding prospects. Like how do I find the right people to connect with? The second area is around getting to know them better. I don't want to cold call. I'm not a cold call person. I definitely want to do a warm call, right? Mm. So I don't want cold, I want warm. So that means that I need to have some background before I start calling people. And then the third area was, um, is all about staying in touch. Like how and what technology can I use? and, And what can I say? And what can I do that will help me keep in touch with people in a way That I will always be top of mind when they're ready to buy. And they'll always be glad to hear from me. I never want to be a pest or a burden, right? So I'm not that kind of a salesperson. I'm definitely consultative in my approach. And I kind of want, you know, like I'll give and give and give and give and hope that someone will buy.
1: You know, I think that's such a, that's such an important point because I remember when we did that um, program together for that software, uh, that global software training or sales company, that was one of the things that they were really frustrated with. Their salespeople didn't know, like, when should I follow up and how long is the right time? And I don't want to be pushy and people have so many things going on right now. And, you know, so that idea of being there when they need me and, and always adding value to them or, or yeah, you know, yeah. being that person that they want to hear from, that, that's a really big hurdle for a lot of salespeople to get over. It's just kind of, it, I think the technology in this case can really help people feel like they're doing the right prospecting um, and they're not you know, being that pes- pesky, pushy, aggressive, salesperson. That's the part of prospecting that really rubs people the wrong way on both sides. Sales Absolutely. The yeah, thing.
0: totally. Nobody wants to, nobody wants that experience, right? I it know. is the proverbial old used car salesman, right? Yeah. And, and most of them, by the way, aren't like this anymore, but you know, poor them, they got a bad rap.
1: like My grandfather had a used car lot. So I'm just going to say that out loud. Was he <laughs> like
0: that? Was he like super pushy? Um, he he was
1: clever, okay. you know. More, more stories about Grandpa Gene in a future episode. But <laughs> that's awesome. That's a that's whole, really- he's a wholesale hey, study. I'll tell you what,
0: you phone. bring out your stories of Grandpa Gene, and I will bring out my stories of Grandpa Earl. Oh. And uh, and we will totally will totally rock it. Um, all right, all right. So Good. so let's well, start. Let's get so okay. So first of all, let's talk finding about finding prospects. Yeah. One of the things that everybody knows nowadays, particularly when it comes to B two B selling and and frankly B two C as well, is that the majority of decisions and research is happening before you ever talk to a prospect. So one of the things that I wanted to look for in my kit bag to share with everyone is that kind of question, like, how do you know who's looking? Um, because there's a, you know, yes, you can go out and actively find leads. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but the alternative to that is, is looking to see who has expressed interest. And I don't mean has picked up a phone and called you because a lot of times they aren't going to do that, but what they will do is they will go and visit your website. So under the area of finding prospects, the first tool I want to talk about a little bit is a tool called Happier Leads. Now, Happier Leads is a tool I just picked up recently. Um, It's a little bit like Lead Feeder, which is another tool, very similar. And what these two tools do is they are plugins on your website. So whether you run your own business or whether you're in a big B2B corporate or whether you are a solopreneur, like uh, a realtor or anything like that, it doesn't matter. You put this onto your website and it's a little kind of um, bit of code. And what that code does is when you go to the Happier Leads website, it tells you every company that's visited your website, how long they spent on it and how much, you know, which pages they looked at. What? so it- Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Now, it does it, of course, by IP address, which is brilliant. Now, if you use any kind of technology to track what's happening on your website, like, you know, uh, Google Analytics or anything like that, of course, you're getting information about IP address, which is only moderately helpful, because unless you happen to know IP address, it doesn't really tell you anything. It can tell you, you know, like what country they're in, but I'm going to need a little more to go off of than that when it comes to prospecting. So that's, that's why,
1: like, I'm looking for <laughs> someone in Canada. Someone in Canada was on my website.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, whenever possible, always have some technology that's letting you know who's looking for you. Now, in that same vein, I would add that you can also be, you know, kind of looking at your social media as well to see who's liking your post, who's looking at your content. You should definitely be tracking your links, um, everything that you share you want to be tracking. And in fact, you will notice that if you happen to go and access any of our fabulous resources, um, we use a tool where we host all of those resources. And one of the things that you'll be asked for is to share your email address. Not because we're gonna put you on a mailing list, but what it does tell us is it tells us which organizations are leveraging our content. And that is exactly the kind of thing that you as a sales professional would wanna know, right? And so naturally we want to know it. So um, that's the first one is happier leads and lead feeder. Okay. Then um, there's another tool. If you're B2B, particularly if you're in the software or any kind of tech space, there's a really cool um, set of tools that you can use. Um, One of them uh, that we can talk about here is called built with. Um, And this tool called built with is pretty awesome because it'll tell you all the technology that a company is leveraging on their website. So I like to look at, um, now I spent years in tech in the tech space. This actually works for a lot of different things. But if there is, if you imagine your perfect prospect, what that perfect prospect looks like, if you imagine what they look like, what is it that they would all have in common? Like, let's say, for example, that you had to do with social media. Um, and you were a social media platform, or you provided social media services, just as an example, you might wanna go out and look for every organization that sells Hootsuite, or that has Hootsuite installed, or that uses Buffer, or that uses Zoho Social, whatever it is. So if you can use tools like Built With, you can go and find all the companies that use a particular type of technology on their website. Hmm. So built with is pretty cool for that. If you're looking to do the same kind of thing with LinkedIn, with LinkedIn, the thing that you can do is you can go to the jobs page. This is one of my top, this is one of my top like, you know, little like side prospecting tips and strategies, which is that whenever I needed to find anybody to go and sell to, when I was in the tech industry, I would go find everybody that used the software that partnered with us. So I would go look at all the job descriptions and I would see who was hiring for somebody who did Oracle or who was hiring for somebody who used PeopleSoft Financials, whatever it was. And then if they used that software, I knew they were a prospect for me.
1: Wow. That's, that's freaking clever. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And then you can, of course, because you can do searching you know really robust searching on linkedin which we're going to talk more about linkedin in a second but because you can do really robust searching on linkedin what that really means from a job search perspective is that you're really going to be looking for i want to look at companies that have this minimum annual revenue i want to be looking for companies that have this number of employees they need to be um, they need to have a reference to buffer or hootsuite or you name it in their job profile And I don't actually care what jobs they've got. All I care is that that company at some point in one of their job descriptions has mentioned must know Hootsuite. Mm. Awesome. I know they'll buy my product or I know they'll use my services. So that's a really cool kind of little tip and strategy. So leverage LinkedIn job searching when it comes to prospecting. In short, you want to stop guessing about prospects and start knowing about prospects.
1: Mm. I love that. Yeah, that's a definite mic drop. I think because we go so quickly to, you know, um, what's their email and what's their phone number? And what do I say? But if you're fishing in the wrong pond, so you're still not going to catch fish. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you have the best words. Yeah, you know, like I you're not, you're not going to catch phone. like a,
0: uh, you know, like a nice trout or a nice tuna in that koi no. pond in your backyard. No.
1: No. And, and actually if you're fishing in your koi pond, you know, like what is wrong with you? Those fish are expensive.
0: Are they? (laughs) I have no idea. I recently discovered that you can get an above ground backyard pond, which I thought was really interesting. You know, it's like an aquarium, but outside so you can see your koi fish. I don't have any koi fish, but if I was going to have some, I would want to be able to see them because what would be the point otherwise?
1: Yeah. That's interesting idea. Who knew?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, all right, all right, all right. Speaking about tech and speaking about like managing that whole tech process when it comes to prospecting, I want to give a shout out to our current sponsor. So our sponsor for this four pack is... Um, Speakerflow CRM, and uh, you know we're, we both use Speakerflow CRM. But one of the reasons why it's particularly helpful for me is because one of the things that I can do with a good CRM system like Speakerflow CRM is that I can have it set up to remind me to contact people. And I can also take copious notes about all of my prospects and see where they are in the process. So that's the first thing is you don't lose people if you're just taking really good notes on them. So shout out to Speakerflow CRM. Thank you for making my life possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go on to number two. The second area that I wanted to share was around getting to know them better. Now, some of these tools I've I've talked about before. So I want to give you a strategy that I use to go with them. Now, um, when my kids were little, I have two teenage daughters, and when they were little, um, I gave them, I used to love to give them these little rules, these little challenges, so that they would think more intentionally about how they interacted with other people, you know, in a way to build their social skills. And frankly, it's the kind of thing that I have to remind myself of too, right? I'm not naturally, despite appearances, I'm not naturally a social person. Um, So, you know, these are a lot of things. I can get lost in my head sometimes and I love to go heads down and I can be quite introverted. So sometimes I have to really challenge myself to stay connected and get connected. So I did this game with them where I called it the $5 rule. And the $5 rule is that when you meet someone and as you're getting to know them, you should challenge yourself to be able to come up with a gift that you could get them that would cost less than $5, free is even better, a gift that you could give them or that you could buy for them that would cost less than $5 that they would be like, what? Wow. I can't believe you noticed that. So what is the, I can't believe you noticed that $5 gift for every prospect on your list. Now that could be because you noticed that they have a um, TARDIS, uh, you know, statue sitting behind them. So you can send them something about Dr. Who, or it could be, you know, like that we did this, didn't we? We were on a call um, oh, yeah. and we, yeah, we when we interviewed see. Lee yeah. and uh, I looked behind him and there was figment. Um, Figment from Disney World. And of course, Figment, you'd have to know. But anyway, it's a huge part of my childhood and my kids' childhood, that that particular item, that particular character from Disney World. But and so it isn't always necessarily about really spending five dollars. The goal is to say, like, if you really had virtually nothing, what would you give them? We get really caught up sometimes in like, I'll send them a bottle of wine which is great if you happen to know that they really love wine and what kind of wine they love and a particular vineyard. Right. But if you're just going to generically send them a bottle of wine, like by all means do that. But like, that's not really, that's not going to count. So when I say getting to know them, I wanted to share some cool tech tools that can help you get to know them better. So the first one is, of course, LinkedIn. Now, I don't just mean LinkedIn in terms of their profile, although certainly that is awesome, right? That's a great place to start is to look at LinkedIn. And by the way, I do feel like every single one of us has an obligation to help other people get to know us. So go and check your LinkedIn profile, everybody, because if you're looking at them, they can see that and they're going to come and look at you. And if you don't have anything on your LinkedIn profile that helps them get to know you, big huge fail. So on LinkedIn, be looking not only at their profile, but also at their activity on LinkedIn. What are they liking? What are they commenting on? Because if you're really trying to find or connect with somebody, it might be worthwhile for you to comment on the same article or to give that article a reference or, you know, oh, hey, I saw you and I both commented on that article. It was great, right? Like, what's your connection point there through LinkedIn?
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's that's really a good way to take to use LinkedIn properly. I mean, we're all sick of getting these messages like "I'm looking to connect with other coaches like you." Of course, you are because you want to sell something. But yeah. Yeah. you know that approach would get my attention because it's it's just a it's just around the edges of it, and it seems a little bit more. Um, I mean, it is. It's more authentic. I I liked that article. You liked that article maybe I'll like something else, you know, maybe we have something else in common. Like that's a, I think that's a really good approach.
0: Well, even just the groups that you share, right? I mean, even that's a better connection than nothing. And, you know, here's a great little kind of side tip, right? So on my LinkedIn profile, if you were to go out and connect with me on LinkedIn right now, on my LinkedIn profile, my name actually has um, a star at the front of it. So it's a star, Julie Holmes star. Now I do that for a couple of reasons. One, it makes it stand out on a search. But the other reason that I do that is because whenever I get a connection request that says, hey, star Julie, (laughs) uh, you know, (laughs) your name keeps coming up in my feed. And I just thought we should absolutely connect. And I'm like, you did, this was an automated process. Like you did an automated connection request. And I'm a big fat no on automated connection requests. So, you know, there are little things that you can do around that as well. Okay. So if you want to get to know people better, here's the challenge. Can you identify how you met every one of your LinkedIn contacts? So if you go out there and look, (laughs) I mean, this was a huge problem in the beginning, right? Because I've got thousands of LinkedIn connections and I was really frustrated a couple of years ago because I was like, man, I have no like I would like to be able to track that I met this person at this training seminar or I met this person because they came to a keynote that I delivered or I met this person through a friend. Like I really wanted to be able to keep track of that because that's your lead-in to a conversation. Assume nobody remembers you, especially if you're talking to me. If you're talking to me, you should assume that I don't remember how we met because that's just a statement (laughs) of fact. And if I'm not that's even going to ask
1: if you remember how we met, Julie.
0: <laughs> I do remember how we met. Because, <laughs> you know, like, and of course, that's what you'd say to everybody, right? <laughs> but it's the way to make it make you look like you're super on top of things. And the tool that I used to use for that was LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And of course, I'm still a fan of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Um, but before you had to pay for Sales Navigator, you used to be able to tag people for free in LinkedIn. You can't do that anymore. Um, I started using a tool called Ducks Soup which I've mentioned before on our show. Um, so Duck Soup is another cool tool to check out. It basically can function as an extension of LinkedIn for you, where you can keep track of notes and tag your contacts in Duck Soup. And of course, if you wanna take that a step farther, I mentioned this on an earlier um, episode, which was crystalnose.com. Um, and Crystal Nose is awesome because uh, it lets you actually see information about each one uh, of the people on your LinkedIn search. So you can look at somebody on LinkedIn and then you can see like, what's their personality like? Like how would, how are they, are they most likely to respond to your message? Should you call them or should you email them? So it's a pretty cool little tool um, to play around with. So that's how you can get to know them better.
1: That's, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. In oh. fact, I was just, uh, I was just in my LinkedIn yesterday doing a search. Well, first I went to my Speakerflow CRM uh, because <laughs> I'm planning a trip to Phoenix and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to come in a day early and one to two things is going to happen. Either I'm just going to enjoy soaking up some much needed sunshine or Or, you know, maybe there's a prospect or a client out there that would be nice to check in on. So I went to my CRM and I did, I did that search for, you know, the area, but then I went to LinkedIn and I, I shouldn't have been surprised, but, you know, you can do the search by the, by the state. And that was really eye-opening because there were people that weren't in my CRM, but that I'm connected with on LinkedIn. And so that was just another reason to reach out. Like, yeah, you know, it, like, Hey, I'm going to be in your area. But in this case, it was actually true. And, <laughs> um, I feel like but you'd it, already
0: I, bought a ticket, not like you were waiting to buy the ticket when you saw I, whether or not they were going to be there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I actually am going. So, uh, so that was just a, another way, but um, I had to really do a lot of thinking about, well, how do I know them? And a couple people I, I remembered because they were super memorable. I met this woman who runs a spa when I was speaking at a spa conference. So that was great. But most people, I, I couldn't really remember what that initial connection point was. So that duck soup, I, I admit I've heard you say that one a few times and I should probably get on that.
0: Yeah. I think it's really, you know, at a bare minimum, we just need to keep track of how we meet people. Yeah. I mean, that is your easy enter. Oh my, you know what I, you know, we, I I don't know if you remember or not, but we met at such and such event and they're going to be like, Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. Like even if they don't remember, it's fine. They're still going to say, Oh, of course. Yeah. And all of a sudden you now have some, some piece of common information, some piece of common experience that you can, you can discuss
1: they so, gives you a reason to reach out like you know now i know i remember something about them if now i can like give them something that would be valuable to them um absolutely. yeah so anyway yeah, so totally tell, right. us, uh, tell us tell uh, us the third point about staying in touch and all right
0: staying in touch the truth is that successful follow-up is knowing what to send and the right time to send it So if we use that as our foundation, I need to know what to send and the right time I need to send it. Then there's a couple of tools that I would love to recommend because if you use them wisely, your prospects will never be unhappy to hear from you. Like you'll be adding value and you'll be, you know, able to chat with them in a way that makes them feel important and special. The first of these is totally free and it's, Awesome, and you should be using it anyway. And it's Google Alerts. So, a lot of people don't know that there is an alerting system within Google. And with Google Alerts, you can put in the name of a prospect, a person's name, your company name. You can put in just about anything into Google Alerts, and it will notify you at the frequency of your choosing anytime something new pops up on the internet about you. Cool. So, really good way to monitor you, if you have a personal brand of any kind, you should definitely be monitoring yourself and what's happening out in the world because of you. But if you have a company, you should be monitoring your own company to see if there's any news happening about you that you need to be aware of, but also any prospect information. So if you know you're trying to get into company XYZ, Put a Google alert out there. And the next time a news article pops up, you can either use Google News or Google Alerts. The next time something pops up on the internet, you actually have that news at hand. And now you can contact the prospect and be like, hey, I just saw this article about you. That's really awesome. Um, I would love for us to catch up at some time. That This isn't the message for that. I just wanted to tell you that I saw that and that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So you're going to do something like that, like when somebody is kind of through the prospect funnel. Like they're not like top of the funnel or, you know, they're even warmer than a warm lead. They're somebody that, you know, fits your top criteria. Is that Yes. Fair?
0: Yes. You are going to do it then depending on what it is. You know, if you have a tenuous connection with somebody that might be another alternative, right? Hey, mm-hmm. I just saw this news article that you got promoted. I, you know, we've met this one time. I just wanted to drop you a quick note and say, congratulations. I mean, it's a great strategy to do that on LinkedIn as well, right? When people change their job on LinkedIn, you know, it'll usually put some kind of a notification out there that so-and-so got a new job. Good to notice that too. But Mm -hmm. this way, sending a message, an actual email message, even better if it's a video message, (laughs) because I couldn't resist saying that, but dropping them a quick message about something current that is about them or their company is always going to be well-received.
1: Yeah. I think that's really smart, especially for a lot of the people that listen to our show that wouldn't call themselves salespeople, the professionals and consultants and things that have to grow their business, but they don't want to be, you know, they don't, maybe there's parts of the sales process that they really don't do, but that piece is so important. And it just shows that you're informed that you're aware that you you care enough to pay attention to what's important to your prospects and clients. I think that's, that's a really genius thing to do. And I used to do that and I I got away from that. So I'm glad we're having this episode. Thank you, Julie. (laughs) You are welcome Merit. Um, Okay. So
0: there's other two other tools I want to mention, particularly when it comes to social media. So social media is the easy in; it's the light touch. So if I see, for example, Merit, that you posted something or mentioned an article or shared something on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever, you know, or Twitter, right, that's my opportunity to interact with you in a completely acceptable and open way. So you share an article on Twitter. I reply and go, oh, my gosh, that was an amazing article. Thank you for sharing it. In order for me to do that, in order for me to build that relationship and to start to create some rapport with you, I have to know that you did that. And I don't know if you've been onto Twitter, lately, but there's a lot happening on Twitter. Yes. So when it comes to prospects, once you have kind of your prospect list, you want to kind of monitor your best prospects and keep an eye on what's happening with them. And the easy way that you can do that is with a social media monitoring tool. Now, there are quite a few out there. Tools like HootSuite, for example, allow you to monitor social media. The one that I use is called Zoho Social. And Zoho Social, which is part of Speakerflow CRM, shut the door. That's amazing. Uh, But you can also use it separately. Um, Zoho Social lets you put out as many different kind of monitoring triggers as you want. So I could be monitoring for a particular company. I could be monitoring for a particular person and seeing what they post or what they've replied to. And the goal is that I can kind of see what's happening with you so that I can watch for those triggers. And I love sales triggers and I'm super hopeful That um, our buddy is going to be talking about sales triggers when we bring him on the call later Uh, in two episodes. We have a special guest coming, Sam Richter, and I'm hopeful that he is going to be talking about sales triggers because it's awesome and I use his tool to do this as well. So there's that. And then you can even use CRM systems that are specifically built to be integrated with, with your social media. And like a CRM like Nimble, for example, is a cool tool that is actually integrated with social media. So if I go out and look up Merit Khan in my CRM system, I'm going to see all of your Twitter posts and all of your LinkedIn posts all in one place. So I can very quickly, before I even pick up the phone to call you, I can see what you've had to say lately. It's mm. really handy. The last thing you want to do is to like pick up the phone and call a prospect and be like, hey, I just wanted to see how things were going with in terms of this purchase that we're working on or, or, you know, like wanted to see if you're interested in some new software or if you wanted to hire me for my services. And then somebody goes, well, we were just actually bought out yesterday. <laughs> and like, you don't want that conversation to happen because you look like a complete dunce.
1: Yeah. Research yeah.
0: and be out the ready.
1: That's right. I mean, the whole premise of the show is we're here, we're here to make you look smarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely want to look smart and prep <laughs> will make you look smart for sure.
1: Yeah. I I think that's you know, when we think about prospecting and some of the things that you talked about, they're good for following up with prospects. So prospecting is you know you're thinking about it from the front end and the back end it's not just something you're doing one time you're you're not just going to you know reach out to a prospect one time you have to have that series of touches and i think the the smarter you can be about what you're saying when you're reaching out using this technology, it just gives you that, that insight that your competition doesn't have. So for example, if, if I train you to say, you know, like how to make your message really resonate with a prospect based on a trigger event, well, that's great. I could train you and your competitor in the exact same languaging, but if one of you uses this tech and the other one doesn't, the one who uses this kind of tech just has such an advantage, um, you know, and I, I went kicking and screaming on all of the, the sales technology, you know, but you did. I, you did. I, there I, was
0: a lot of kicking and screaming. It was very embarrassing for all of us,
1: <laughs> but I have embraced it. But every yeah. episode I learned something a little bit new. Um, can I, can I tell you what my, my main takeaways are Julie? Yeah, go for it. a whole whole page of notes here. Um, The first thing that you had talked about around, you know, imagine your perfect prospect and, you know, who to know who's really looking. And I think that people before we do anything else in prospecting and building the plan and how many touches and all that, it's really important to get clear on who that perfect ideal prospect is. And I think that you know, when you mentioned trigger events, and we will talk about that in in next week's episode as well. But what are those trigger events? What are the psychographics that make somebody a really good prospect, not just the, you know, they sell this or they use this tool or whatever it is, like there's, there's more to it than, um, you know, to what makes a perfect prospect. So I think that is, that was really good, a good piece of uh, advice to just keep in mind before we Launch into prospecting to just get really clear on who is that perfect prospect. And then you said something interesting, and I never heard you say this before, but it really got me thinking. <clears throat> you said, we have an obligation to help other people get to know us. Mm. I thought that was really fascinating. Like, I have to really look at my the my website and the bio about merit and and what's my LinkedIn say and what what would you learn about me from, you know, looking at my Facebook page or Twitter or whatever, because if I can make it easier for you to feel comfortable interacting with me, you're more likely to reach out. So. Um, I I just, I feel like it's a, it's a two-way street. You may be more likely to take my call, right? Sometimes we reach out to a prospect, maybe they don't, they're not sure about us, but they check us out a little bit. And if they're like, oh, okay, she's kind of funny. They do this podcast, you know, okay. You know, now we're real people. And so maybe there, there's more likely to have that conversation. So I thought that was just really, insightful. And I am going to add a star next to my name on LinkedIn. So thank you.
0: doesn't have to be a star. It can be lots of different things.
1: Maybe dollar signs. Dollar signs <laughs> feels appropriate. Dollar
0: sign for sure. Yeah. So here's my challenge for everybody listening. So my challenge for you is to start looking at your LinkedIn and seeing whether or not you actually know where you met most of the people in your LinkedIn connections. Um, You know, imagine that somebody called you up and said, hey, I see that you're connected to Merit um, and I'm really wanting to work with her. Could you introduce me? How on earth would you introduce them if you didn't know how you'd met? So that's one challenge. And then, of course, I'm always going to give you the five dollar challenge. So the five dollar challenge is, you know, what how can you get to know people better? You know, there's your there's your marker of success.
1: I I did like the $5 challenge and people are now going to ask, you know, I want to get to know dollar sign merit. So I will be the artist (laughs) formerly known as merit. Now dollar sign merit, Merit. I kind of want that in my name. And then I'll just drop merit altogether and I will just be known as dollar sign.
0: Sure. If you're going to do the whole like, you know, 1990s thing, then you're going to need to like use um, like makeup and draw it on your cheek. (laughs) Do a little like Prince reference there and I'll be awesome.
1: Yeah. So tell me what Um, we're going to
0: do next week, Merit, because I'm very excited about it.
1: I'm excited. So I'm going to build on what you shared today. So you're going to get my best tips for who is a perfect prospect, what to say to them to really connect and most importantly, how to know when you are done prospecting because
0: I need to know that. You mean that whole thing that's constantly looming over me, like a big dark cloud
1: Yes, I'm going to eliminate your big dark cloud next week's episode. (laughs) Awesome.
0: All right. Well, speaking of, um, you know, dark clouds, let's get rid of those right now. Because the way that you can be a sunshine in our otherwise cloudy day is by taking a few minutes and connecting with us. Yes, of course, you connect with us on LinkedIn. We would love that. But more importantly, you can go out to your favorite platform. You can subscribe to us and you could leave us a review because it helps not only us feel like you know we're basking in your gorgeous sunshine rays, but also it helps everybody else to find us and that is wonderful for them
1: as well. We also appreciate the questions that we've got and inquiries that, uh, from our loyal fans about how they might work with us. So there's lots of different ways that you could work with us. Um, sometimes you need a speaker for your virtual or your in-person events and you want tech or technique or better yet, you want a custom episode of the smarter sales show just for your team. We could do that. Um, And we've got lots of other uh, creative ideas and creative ways that we could work together. So let us know, drop us that email at hello at the smarter sales show.com and let's just talk.
0: (laughs) I think that's perfect. Um, So
1: uh, as we we wrap wrap up, up.
0: (laughs) huh? I guess we just have to wrap it up now. I, I think hate we to say know. goodbye. I, I hate to say goodbye, Mary. I
1: know, but you know, it's like that Ariana Grande song. The um, I you know the the plight of profit, Ariana Grande, and she says, "I've got ninety nine prospects, and you won't be one." <laughs> I think she had ninety nine problems, right? Not prospects. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no prospects means you've got more problems. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. On that note, I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merit Kahn. And you've been listening to The Smarter Sales Show. See you next time. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to The Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.